Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! And it's gonna be the chip chip summer of our lives. The remix! You like that? Oh, yeah. I like what the slow... Not, it's like a little slower. Is it? I just... I like, thought I was singing it at the right <laughs> speed in my head, but maybe I was singing it slower. It sounded like a fade out. I liked it. Oh, maybe it was the very end of exactly, the song. Exactly. That's what I mean. I should have done that at the beginning Wait, of summer. I got so caught up that I didn't hear the chip chip I said it in place of sunny side up. So it's the chip chip oh. summer, which it has been. If- Probably not really. I mean, yeah, it's still summer. Are you kidding? Oh, you mean by the time this comes out? Yeah. Y'all, as we record this, it is August 12th, and I texted Max this morning. I said, last year, we got our fall decorations out on September 14th, so it will be happening just as soon this year. Please prepare. Perhaps earlier. You would give me permission to put fall, fall stuff out? Oh, I like love Like September fall stuff. 1st? Oh, September 1st, absolutely. No question. But it's hard because if you do it too soon, you don't really get that feeling because it's like so hot outside. True. But starting getting fall stuff is great. And then we have some like Halloween stuff that comes out later that makes it feel True. really fall. So, I, am, I am just here for it this year. Including our Bob's Burgers nativity scene that we do for Halloween. Our Halloween Belcher nativity scene. Can't wait to get that out. Chip Chipperoo, everyone. Hello. Welcome. We are here as always to take you through another episode of Bob's Burgers, but more importantly, through the end credits sequence to that episode. It's true. But before we do that, we got a little business to take care of. Taking care of business. We have two new patrons to thank, and we have to burger pun their names. I love it. I can't wait to hear what you come up with. First up, we have Brian Shannon, who Brian did his own He's the first one to do this. Whoa. I welcome it. I love it. I'm still going to do one for him, but I want to do 
what Brian did. Okay, I can't wait. Brian Shannon named himself the Brie on Shannon Burger. A burger well, with brie cheese served on naan bread. Nailed it. Sounds delicious to me. Sounds delicious. Absolutely nailed it. Well done, Brian. I am humbled by <laughs> your ability to make a burger pun name. That says a lot, Brian. Yeah, yeah it's pretty pretty special. Also, because I've had so many conversations with Brian, he very much wants a Wonder Wharf sweatshirt. And you have Brian to thank for for pushing us into gear and finally getting our amazing Wonder Wharf t-shirt up as a sweatshirt. So that is available right now. Get your fall cozy vibes today. Bobscredits.com slash shop. Thank you, Brian. We love our Wonder Wharf design. It has little baby Tina on it. It's, It's so fun. Brian Shannon, it's my turn. I don't think I'm going to top yours, but moving forward, you will be known as the Hawaiian Shan Onion Burger. And it is okay. a limited limited time burger from when Bob's went tiki themed. Cute. Pro tiki, con tiki. Yeah, we just had a whole conversation about Hawaiian burgers. I, I love that callback, Max. Yeah. So there you have it. Next up, we have Amanda. Moving forward. You will be known as the a uh, brand duck burger, a duck patty served on a brand dinner roll. Okay, a a brand dinner roll, not a burger bun. No, on a dinner roll. Yeah, got it, got it. Yeah. Say it again. The a brand duck burger. Okay, yum. Thank you to the two of you. We are so excited to have you join us on Patreon, and we hope you're enjoying all of the bonus episodes that we have there. There are so many more coming to you. Uh, we hope you're really enjoying being a part of the Discord community. Uh, if you yourself would like to be a part of the Discord community, pretty much the nicest, kindest, most lovely group of people Skylar and I have ever met. And if you want your name burger put on the show, you just got to subscribe to our $5 tier on Patreon, patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. That's that. Uh, that's all the business I have. Do you have any business to discuss? I do not. Okay. I have to interrupt you. Creating burger puns with food names is much easier than human names. So I just want to give it up to you oh, and Brian you. this I week. It. Yeah. It's actually very, very hard. It is. And you've done an excellent job. So it, it is tough. And uh, I apologize to those of you who end up with kind of like gross sounding <laughs> burgers, but think less about what the burger might taste like and think more about how much it sounds like your name. <laughs> okay. If you, if you please. Are you ready to play a little Bob pun or Max pun? I'm so ready. So this week, as I said, as we've started to do, is switching it up. We're not always just doing burger puns. Okay. This week, we're going to do Bob's pun or Max pun, and it is going to be the store next door from the opening credits. Okay. Are you ready for your first pun, Skylar? So ready. Feel like making glove. Make your own gloves and mittens. <laughs> oh my gosh, Gail would totally be at that class. So would Mr. Frond. Oh, yeah. Maybe Mr. Fron opens there. that shop. Oh, maybe, yeah. I don't know. He wants to make puppets. Right. But he knits them. True. I'm going to say Bob's. Yes. Your next pun is some bunny that I used to know. Rabbit rescue. <laughs> That's so good. Is it you? Yes. That is so good. Oh, thank you. I tried to do like the, not all of them have like the parentheses where it says yeah. what it is. 
I try to do that for you there because well, I, I was I very upset. I was lacking last time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a wonderful light. Chandeliers that make you happy. Max. Yes. And your final pun is all the marbles on the table here. That's not the pun. That could have been one, though. <laughs> I'm just saying you, you're about to go either perfect score or not. Yep. The elephant in the room. Indoor zoo. Damn it. Bob's. Max. So close, Skylar. So close. I'm sorry, but it was a good performance. Regardless. Thanks. Three out of four is is pretty damn good. I don't know. You asked for the parentheses, you got them. Well, you know, regardless of how horribly I did, the parentheses just lit up my world. You're just like, it's a wonderful light. Exactly. Lights up the uh, store next door. Skylar did our fun facts for this coming episode, just FYI. So when she does that, we tend to swap roles. And I will be doing Skylar's sides, a.k.a. the fun facts before the fun facts, a.k.a. Max's Minute. Dish it, girl. I love this fact that I came <gasps> up with. That you came up with? You just are making up facts now? I'm just, uh, yeah, <laughs> I just create my own facts. This is an actual fact. Five years ago, in July of 2017... I love it already. Simon Chong, who is currently supervising director of Boz Burgers... Yes. ...tweeted a YouTube video he made of what would happen if Archer, the TV show, took a trip to Bob's Burgers, which was based on the Archer episode where Bob's Burgers characters made an appearance. Yes, the crossover episode. So he just made this on his free time? He made this on his free time. It took him seven months of animating, illustrating, and plucking dialogue from both of the shows. Oh my gosh. Wow. Anyway, the day after he tweeted it, and it started to get some attention. It was retweeted by Lauren Bouchard, like quote tweeted, so that was on Lauren's own Twitter yeah. account, who said he was speechless. Simon replied, he was obviously like so honored, and he said how much it meant to him, to which Lauren replied, again, quote tweeting on his own account, you want a job? <gasps> so that's how Simon got his job on Bob's Burgers. This year, he tweeted, Today's the fifth anniversary of this little tweet that 180 to my life and career, in the best possible way, of course, because of my silly fan-made Bob's Archer crossover short. Passion projects. Keep doing them, friends. My mouth is hanging open. Five years ago, he was just a huge fan, aspiring animator, illustrator, artist, and he tweeted a video, and now he's supervising director of Bob's Burgers. And we follow him on Instagram, and I just, I love when he takes photos of himself pointing at his name um, in the credits as a director, and now those photos mean so much more to me. It's such a wonderful story for how you can, how he got this job. I have chills. and, And it's so inspiring, and I hope everyone listening, especially we've got a lot of like incredibly talented artists who follow mm-hmm. us on Instagram. Yes. And I'm like blown away half the time looking at their art and I hope they keep at it and keep sharing and it only takes something like that. It takes one person. Mm-hmm. Well, actually it takes yourself. Yeah. If I'm really going to preach today. I love this for three reasons. Yes. Do your passion projects. Just like this pot, this podcast was like a silly, fun passion project. 
Two, be open to things even more incredible than you thought could happen to happening. That's a really hard one for me. I can't get there, but I'm, I'm working on keeping my mind really open. And three, Lauren Bouchard is amazing. And it feels so good to support a show in an industry that has a lot of bad stuff going on, a lot of egos, a lot of mean people. It's so amazing that Lauren is the creator of this thing that so many people love. I agree. It's such a heartwarming story. And there's so many of those in this show and the behind the scenes of this show. And just another one to add to the list. And Simon seems like uh, such a wonderful person too. So like to have another wonderful person joining the team and just. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I have another Simon fun fact that I will save for Skylar Sides next episode. How about that? Sure. All right. I I mean, we should uh, do an all Simon Chong podcast. We don't need any more passion projects. For all y'all, keep doing your passion projects. For us, no more. Simon, if you're listening, we'd love to just speak with you. If you want to come do just a little short little interview, we can. Yeah. Whatever episode you want to do, you let us know. Anyway. Should we get into this episode? Let's do it. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for season six? Oh, I just want to say, sorry. Yeah. Before we get into this, this is the penultimate episode of season six. And I'll throw a fun fact at you before we even dive in. Mm -hmm. This was a double header. Mm -hmm. So this technically is the night when it aired of this the season finale oh so the last two episodes aired on the same night this one that we're about to talk about i'll just go ahead and say secret admiral um was the first episode to air and this is episode 18 of season six there's only 19 episodes in season six and i do want to say that this is our 99th episode so we're going to end season six with our 100th episode oh my god there will be some kind of celebration. Skylar and I have to go um, kind of like huddle in the corner and with Biscuit, we're going to have our, all our arms around each other and we're going to come up with something for our 100th episode, maybe a giveaway of some sort. That'd be fun. We got a lot of new merch coming out. Maybe oh we'll do a giveaway God, with new so merch. We'll see. Merch. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. We got the title. Can we have the synopsis? When Tina plays matchmaker for her new elderly friend, Meryl, things go awry. The kids are pretty sure Meryl's nephew is scamming her to get her pearls by fictionalizing an old Admiral Navy flame. But Tina's determined to show Meryl that true love does exist. And surprisingly, it does. Meryl and her lost lover are reunited after Bob tries to portray him. Meanwhile, Bob makes some chefy friends who drink and stay out very late. Bob can totally keep up with them. Kind of. This episode came out on May 22nd, 2016. It was written by Holly Schlesinger and H. John Benjamin and directed by Brian Luschiavo. This is the second episode that H. John Benjamin has co-written. And like last time, the flagship episode, he has co-written it, as you said, with Holly Schlesinger. Let's yeah. talk about this episode a little bit. Uh, th- immediate thoughts, feelings. We watched it yesterday. I've been doing a lot of soul searching about this episode this morning because I read an AV article, an AV club article, and it gave it a B plus. And it was like kind of a little harsh on it. And particularly they didn't like that Tina 
doesn't learn a lesson. So I've been doing some deep thinking about it. I do not agree with them, but I have my qualms. Before we get there, we always like to start on a positive note. How do you feel about this episode? I'm going to jump to the B story for a second, just because I say, Bob, I relate to you so much. I feel you. I do not like going out late and drinking and do not want to do that anymore. And it's so hard to do at our age, Bob, you know, I'm, I think I'm around Bob's age or getting close to it now. And, uh, I felt his pain throughout the whole thing. And I do know at the rare occasion where I do, you know, maybe have a little too much to drink that it is brutal. That first night when he wakes up in I don't know if he wakes up in the restaurant, but there's like wine bottles all over the restaurant because the chefy crew was at the restaurant. I felt nauseous, like literally nauseous myself thinking about what his hangover must feel like. Yeah, it's not fun. And I also got a lot of like the bear vibes in this. It's so funny because the bear is like popular now, but this was so far before the bear was on TV. And there's obviously been like a lot of like, comparisons and memes with bob and carmy the the lead chef from the bear but this seems like the two worlds and the bear colliding yeah. too like this kind of uh mom and pop burger joints and then like the fancier chefs and restaurateurs coming yes. and you know interacting. oh totally and then there's a lot of tattoos yeah of course Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, that I love that this episode on our podcast collided with the huge love of the bear. I just want to talk about the bear for a second. I'm sorry, y'all. I brought it up. Go for it. One thing I was that I really loved is I think it would have been so much easier to make Carmi an addict. And so we're just kind of watching this like drunken chef who doesn't have his life together um, because that's where you go with like let's do a broken chef but it's just the anxiety of all the trauma of trying to be perfect in the kitchen that really haunts him Mm -hmm. that keeps him awake at night that you know so i just wanted to say i really appreciate them not going for the low-hanging fruit there yeah and i think you mean obviously like substance because he is an addict he in codependency and yeah and his work and perfection yes yes he does yeah Absolutely. There. Well said. Anyway, interesting that you brought up the B story first. I've heard a lot of whispers on the internet. I I feel this way too. I wish there was a little bit more. I think it's a hysterical B story. Bob wants to be accepted by this community. His food is good enough to be accepted by this community, but he, his cool factor isn't quite there. So I just think... You know, he must be in heaven. I wanted to see more. Yeah, I'm with you. And I can see sometimes the AV club can be pretty harsh about an animated TV show, I feel like. Mm -hmm. But I think just because Bob's is so good that they can kind of pick it apart a bit Mm -hmm. as like a live live action TV show almost. Yeah, I mean... As we do. I don't Um, know if the AV club is still writing about it, but there was a point where they had a a review and recap, you know, yeah, every week. But I I do understand the A story loses me a little bit and I've said this before when we focus on a character who is a non main main character on the show who we haven't so met Meryl. before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes 
it loses me or loses my interest a little bit. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it goes a completely different way, like yeah. when we first met Mickey, you know? Meryl is, is funny enough. I, I, Cloris Leachman does her voice, and oh. Cloris Leachman is a, you know, legend, yes. a comedy legend. So I love that. But I there's something something's missing in the A story for me. Yeah, I mean, I love Tina-centric episodes, but we've just come off some really good ones, like uh, Bye Bye Boo Boo and... Or especially uh, our last episode, the horse rider Yeah, and that's so... For me, it's not that Tina doesn't learn anything. I don't need characters to have growth every episode. I think that would be preachy too fast, although characters do have growth on this show. Um, But they also don't because... Yes, you can't have too much growth. In the same, yeah, in the same time frame. Like, you don't want to grow too much. Exactly. So I was thinking about it this morning. Well, first, a note on the AV Club's criticism that Tina didn't show growth. I just wanted to be like, have you ever been an eighth grade girl? Obviously, the reviewer hasn't. I'm pretty sure they were male. But... Tina's not supposed to have growth around her hopeless romanticism. That's a character trait. We don't want her to grow out. I think the the movie did a great job of her having an original thought about maybe she likes the idea of Jimmy more. But at the end of the day, we still want Tina to be a hopeless romantic and a little uh, blind to her own blindness, as Louise pointed out in the beginning of the episode. Here are two things that didn't work for me. And I think this is because we watch so many thrillers. We watch so much detective stuff. One, I thought it was emotionally really off that Tina goes behind this woman's back and writes to someone from her past. And she tells her not to. And then Tina's like, okay, so I went behind your back and she's fine with it. I felt like that was a false beat there. Mm-hmm. Maybe she forgot because Meryl does seem to forget a lot oh, of stuff. Oh, that's true. So maybe she didn't think that's it was true. that big a deal. Um, I just thought there was going to be conflict there. And if anything, that codependency of like, you've put up a boundary and I've told you I don't want to bring my past into my life and Tina not listening, that could have been a lesson. But the episode didn't go that way and it's fine. The other thing is I really didn't like the reveal that the pearls were in Meryl's purse the whole time. I was like, it just felt cheap. Like a normally they're really good at explaining how this could happen and it's really funny, but it just happened. And of course we can say, oh, well, you know, she's older. It's But it, it, there wasn't any real good reason for that to happen. Yeah, I think it was just like a very convenient and simple and just they had to tie up the story. But I think Bob's is better than that. I yeah. think their plant and payoffs are normally, which are so important to like 30-minute comedies. Mm -hmm. I did appreciate Louise immediately going to like, something is up here because that's Louise's brain, right? Everything is a adventure. Everything is like requires them to do detective work. I mean, just go watch the movie. Yeah, it's kind of nice that she was wrong. (laughs) Yeah. I liked how they brought the two stories together because they had Bob who was... A little worse for wear and probably looking a little bit older than he actually is. And with their brilliant, the brilliant makeup team of uh, Jean, Tina, Louise, and Linda using what they have in the restaurant to age Bob up 
And of course, Bob being the father he is, he's like, okay, whatever you kids want me to do. Like, I love that he went along with it. I have a fun fact for you here. Oh, yeah. They make up his uniform, Bob's uniform, using his executive chef coat. So the little like metals, fake metals on the coat are Fizaz bottle caps. Mm. And if you remember, Fizaz is the cola that they feature in this Bob's world. And it was the Fizaz bottle was just featured in our spin the bottle credits. Right. So that's a fun little tie in. Any other fun facts you have? I do. Do you want to talk about the episode more? Or you're you're no, good. I mean, Anything the only thing you like, the or? only thing I have to mention about the episode is just some more voices. We have the two chefs, Joel and Lionel. Mm-hmm. Joel is voiced by David Herman, who obviously we know as Mr. Frond, a bunch of other voices on the show. And Lionel is Joe, uh, Joe Latrullo, who we've mentioned before, who's does a bunch of voices on the show every now and then, but he's from like Brooklyn nine, nine, super bad, mm-hmm. really funny guy. Yeah, those are the voices I have, aside from Cloris Leachman, who I already mentioned. Yeah, I wanted more scenes with them. I wonder if one got cut. Um, oh, I'm sure, yeah. I bet I yeah. bet some stuff got cut from that storyline. Yeah, because the A story was so big, I'm we'll, sure. We'll hear them at the uh, the moment right before the end credits when we get into it. Yeah. That being said, I feel like I'm being a little hard on this episode. I really enjoyed sitting down and watching it, of course. It's a Bob's episode. And... I laughed out loud throughout this. There there were really great moments. It just wasn't my favorite. Yeah. I think we've said numerous, numerous times on here that even an episode, a Bosberger's episode that we're hard on is a phenomenal episode of television. They're always so enjoyable. We're just here to over dissect them. Yeah. Sometimes. All right. I just have one silly little fun fact. The Elegant Doily Retirement Home, which we get a whole Thanksgiving episode in in the future. They have a different logo in this oh. episode, so I wonder if they uh, zhuzhed it up a little bit, got some money or something. Well, they probably did. Mm-hmm. I hope they I hope they put a bunch of money into that place. Yeah. Made it all fancy for Meryl and Zeke's grandma and yeah. anyone else who's over and there. and Sergeant Bosco's... Mom. Mom is there, Right, too. everyone's over there. Yep. No Edith and what's-his-name. Oh, no. They're I, self-sufficient. They I don't, don't think need... they'll... Uh, they would kick and scream going into a home, I think. Filth. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Should we get into the end credits? Let's do it. Okay, so as I mentioned, the last moment we have is the family's up in the living room. The kids have gone to sleep, I believe, and... Bob's chef friends are calling out to see if Bob can come out and play. I don't know if they're calling to ask. I think they're demanding Bob come out and play. And we see how him and Linda deal with it. Which, spoiler alert, I think is brilliant. Also, I felt like I had a lot of friends like that in my 20s that were so adamant about me coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, no, I don't want to. Yeah. There's a certain point where you cross over in your 20s and you're like, I don't want to be doing this anymore. And you should not be pressuring me like this. We know you're up there. We saw you turn off the TV. Make us a burger. They won't stop. They're never going to stop. I'm so scared. <laughs> calm down. Calm down. How about this? I'll tell him you died. Great idea. Thank you. Love you. Stay go away, Stay. <laughs> That He's was dead. a great scene, and that, to me, is relationship goals. Yeah. I give you permission to tell anyone I'm dead. I know uh, you If they do. invite me places, okay? Especially that late at night. Just okay. tell them, okay? Okay. So what happens after that hilarious last moment and we get into the end credit sequences? What are we looking at? Okay, so we're looking at the classic end credit sequences in the kitchen. The girls and Bob are prepping. And then in the service window, who do we see, Max? Meryl. And the Admiral are dancing through the restaurant. He is very handsome, by the way. Super handsome. Much more handsome than Bob's version of him. I'm not going to lie. Bob's very handsome. But, yeah. But uh, powdered sugar hair just didn't do it for me. It aged him quite a bit. Was it powdered sugar or, or flour? Probably flour. I immediately thought powdered sugar but now that you say it why would they have they don't serve dessert there so why would they have a yeah, ton of i mean i'm sure sugar? they have some on hand just in case probably for any, like, yeah but it's definitely gotta be flour P- putting powdered sugar it. on you sounds very um sticky delicious. yeah yeah especially if bob's like hung over and sweaty Ew. Yeah, you don't want that Ew. yeah uh now i'm thinking about like the flour getting all cakey too uh 
I okay, y'all. As a sober human, I cannot tell you how lovely it is to have not had a hangover in like five years. Yeah, it is the best thing ever. They I used to wake worst. up almost every day with a hangover. Yeah, it's the worst. It's not fun, especially as you get older. Especially, and I mean this so sincerely, if you're hungover and then your kids just pour powdered sugar over you, that's the worst. Mm, yeah. So stick with the flour. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Okay. So we hear like this, like kind of like swing music almost. I love it. Yeah. It reminds me very much of League of Their Own. And what else is going on in the kitchen? Anyone doing anything differently? I feel like we got some a little bit of bopping, a little bit of dancing. Okay. Louise okay. is kind of like. Oh, Louise. I've been taking some bar classes every now and then. I hate that I say that because I sound like the most basic bish ever. <laughs> um, but she, Louise is doing one of the bar moves that we do in my class. So you like stand on your tiptoes and then you like pulse and it like kills your calves. <laughs> That's exactly what she's doing. Yeah, but she doesn't seem to be having a hard time. She is She's just not hurting. She's just going at it these whole fire. credits. Yeah, let's see what happens. So it seems like both Louise and Tina are bopping a bit to this music. And Linda comes into the service window to get the burger that Louise just placed in there. And sometimes Linda doesn't like kind of like interact with anything going on, but she's bopping to the music as well. Oh, yeah. They're clearly blasting it over the restaurant speakers, I would say. Yeah. So it looks like we're not getting too many things different other than that the, the girls all seem to be bopping to the music. And Meryl and the Admiral are just dancing around in circles, waltzing, I guess. Looks like they're swing dancing? It doesn't look like they're swing dancing so much. But it's not stuffy like the No, no. They're definitely dancing like the swing music, but they're not doing like Like, like flipping each other over each other's backs. Like Madonna in League of Their Own. Exactly. This music instantly makes me feel happy. Oh, I love this kind of music. I really do. And it makes me feel happy for Meryl and her man. Is it the Bob's theme swing music? I I didn't... Should we go back and listen and see if we can hear if it's the Bob's theme at all? I did not hear it, but... I didn't, but I don't have the best ear. Yeah, sometimes I read that it is the Bob's theme, and I'm like, it doesn't sound like the Bob's theme. So if you out there think you heard the Bob's theme in there, let us know. I think it's just kind of like a generic swing music. At a moment in there, uh, Meryl and the Admiral do a little bit of like kind of like swinging. There's like some throwing their hands out and separating from each other a little bit. What I like about it so much is I really do see the youth in them. Like it, it transports me back to maybe when they met and had that missed dance opportunity, which I really like. It's sweet. Now, do you think they took where they had met initially and moved the party over to the restaurant? Yes. Yeah. Maybe it was like bedtime at the. Uh, was yes. it in like was it at at the elegant doilies like? Yes, like rec room or yeah. something. Maybe it was like lights out. Yeah, lights out, and they wanted to stay up and dance a little bit more. So Bob, I love that. Powered through his hangover to keep the restaurant open for these 
old people, even though he was hiding from his... Sh- it's, it gets complicated. Oh, it does get complicated. Or maybe this was earlier in the evening. Could be. Because those guys are night owls. That's true. Well, yeah, yeah. they're probably still sleeping. Yeah. May, yeah, maybe lights out at the Elegant Doily are like 6 p.m., 7 yeah. p.m. Yeah, I just feel like Bob is like... 6 p.m. I love it. We get one last thing at these end credits. We have been missing Gene. What is what happens with Gene? I'm, you know, I'm not entirely entirely sure. I love it, but Gene comes perfectly on beat with the music, dancing with some kind of animal meat that you would see in a very chefy restaurant. Like if you went to the meat district somewhere. Yeah. I looked it up because Kyla and I went like, what was that? Did we miss a line? And apparently we did because Gene is dancing with the goat carcass that Taj brought to the restaurant one night. Ah, got it. Probably that first night that they all stayed up. Shame on us for not knowing that. I love that. Now that I know. I love that. That makes these credits so much better. Yeah, I I have to say Gene dancing with the goat carcass definitely is going to bump my score up. Although what if it's the two-butted goat? That's dark. The two-butted goat comes back. Yeah, I think it would be harder to dance with a two-butted goat carcass than a one-butted goat carcass. I don't think it is. Um, Okay. Yeah, just too too many things, too too many butts getting in the way there. Highlights, lowlights for these end credits, Skylar. I think it just highlights a little bit that this wasn't my favorite episode. You know, because I'm not like dying. I'm like, oh, I hope it's this from the episode. You know, I just kind of go along with it and I love it. Highlights for me, obviously, Gene and the callback. I love a callback. I love that Bob just gets to be with his family in the early hours of the evening. If that's the case. If that's the case. And love, love, love the music. Yeah, the music's great. I mean, if I had to do, I agree with all those. If I had to say low lights, it's just really that. Like I said, I, I didn't care that much about the characters we focused on in this episode. Yeah. I do think it's a cute little like cherry on top of the end of the episode, but it just wasn't my favorite. You know what? Maybe what's so off about the episode is a lot of the times the show is rooted in real realism, in true realism, I should say, I guess. So it's a little bit weird that this like magical, almost Disney ending happened i think i would have liked it more if the nephew had been up to something that's so much more realistic i think so too Be, especially because he is a little bastard and he is taking advantage of his Which grandma people who do all memory the time. Has gone. yeah maybe that's what it was for this episode. yeah i didn't like him getting a pass should we score him yes we score on a scale of one to ten h's at the end of tina's uh, uh. you're going first skylar I'm going to go to, I'm going to go an eight. An eight? Wow, okay. No, 7.5. Don't let me influence you. I was curious. I did. I'm going to do 6.5 H's. Fair. I like the music. It gets me bopping. I am okay with them dancing in the window. Gene comes in and saves the credits for me. I, oh, hundred percent! Dancing to like swing music with a goat carcass. Uh, come on! I think what could have just really brought it up for me because I do think I'm drawn toward the B story more is either Bob like vomiting, like hangover vomiting, or like running off screen, or just like taking Advil down. 
from the kitchen and and pop in some Advil. Like I wanted his storyline tied in a little bit. Maybe just guzzling a bottle of water, a large giant bottle of water or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. So those are the end credits to The Secret Admiral or Wait, I take it back. What if he like slowly falls asleep on the prep table? That'd be fun. And Louise has to like wake him up. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are the end credits to the Secret Admiralerer. So hard to say. My head hurts so much. My head hurts as much as Bob's head hurts in this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Bob's Credits all across the board. Our newsletter, you can sign up for that. Just head to the link in our bio and TikTok or Instagram. And why you should do all of these things is we're about to release our Halloween Bob's-themed product line and we have had so much fun creating it yeah and those will be like limited time only for the season so yeah you're gonna want to kind of like be on top of it follow us on our personal accounts i'm on twitter and instagram at oh hello it's max skylar is at no crying and cooking on instagram what else do you want to say to everyone before we get out of here skylar how about you do it no this is (laughs) i'm shocked you're always surprised you have to i know i'm always surprised um I'm just going to be like Bob and be too tired to think of anything. I'm going to say, stay saucy, oh, but not like, on the sauce. I thought you were going to say, stay saucy. Stay saucy, but mm. not on the sauce, kids. Mm. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.